This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We are joined by our pal, Alan Cross. How are you doing this morning, Alan? I'm okay. Let me close the door here. I got two Roombas running. <laughs> how, how, does, yeah. how does the dog do with the Roombas? Uh, one of them loves them. One of them hates them. I'm picturing, what's that show, Jim? Is it Robot Wars where they put the two... Yeah. <laughs> two Roombas. Are they just going at each other there? One's got a scorpion tail thing on the back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much what we do around here twice a week. Uh, whatever works. Whatever keeps yep. that dust off of the floor. Oh, yeah, and today is, is all about uh, studio maintenance. I'm supposed to be on vacation this week. didn't really work out that way because of the ACDC thing. But, uh, yeah, so it's studio maintenance day. I have the vacuum out. I have the canned air out, and I am ready to... Make sure that everything in here is tip-top. 6 p.m., we've got the world album premiere of ACDC's Power Up on Y108 in Hamilton and FM 96 in London. Mr. Ongoing History of New Music himself, Alan Cross, joins us. Are we pronouncing the name of the album correctly? Is it Power Up or is it Poor Up? That's the stylized version. It is actually Power Up. I, I can guarantee, I guarantee you that because I talked to both uh, Brian Johnson and Cliff Williams about this. And I was happy to talk to these guys because this was a band that was done. They never got together and said, okay, lads, that's it, we're finished. But this was a band that was done. Let's just go through how things worked out. 2014, uh, co-founder Malcolm Young, diagnosed with dementia, put in a nursing home. Mm. So he is unavailable. Uh, they go on tour without Malcolm, with his uh, nephew Stevie, and on a flight from Winnipeg to Vancouver, something goes wrong with Brian Johnson's ears. He can't hear. He's, he's going deaf. So he's out. Axl Rose gets drafted in. Right. Phil Rudd, the drummer, has all kinds of issues. Uh-oh. He living, yeah. <laughs> he was living in Vancouver. He was living in uh, New Zealand. And Dirty he, deeds. Done, done, uh, cheap. <laughs> essentially, yes. And he was arrested for that, uh, and it was sent uh, eventually to eight months house arrest. So he was kind of out of the band. Uh, Cliff Williams, at the end of the tour with Axl Rose, decided that, no, he was retiring. So it was just down to, to Angus. That was it. That was all we had. And everybody had assumed that, okay, you know, we've been going since 1973, since 1980 with, with Brian. It's, it's, it's done. We're finished. We had a good road, a good run. But then... It turns out that Malcolm and Angus had been stockpiling material for years, and Angus met up with everybody at Malcolm Young's funeral in 2017 and said, look, we have all this material. We should put out an album that's a tribute to Malcolm. So those four guys... Much like they did with Bon Scott in Back in Black. Exactly. But... uh, there is no Malcolm Young on this record. He is credited as a co-writer with all the songs. It's Brian singing. He managed to get his hearing back, thanks to somebody he sourced out on YouTube, believe it or not. It took mm-hmm. two years, but he finally got his uh, hearing back to a point where he can, he can work, at least in a controlled sound environment. Angus is there. Cliff Williams had nothing else to do, so he came back. <laughs> yeah, retirement seems like a great idea until you're retired, right? Until you retire. And then uh, Phil Rudd always, you know, when you go to the funeral of one of your longtime mates, that has often the effect of putting everything, you know, back into proper clarity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So the four of them said, okay, we will do this. And uh, Stevie, uh, nephew of Malcolm, nephew of uh, of uh, Angus, you're in the band full-time as uh, the rhythm guitar player. So they went to Vancouver, went to the warehouse studio where they've been for the last three records. Brendan O'Brien was their producer, Pearl Jam's favorite producer, and they knocked out this record called Power Up. Uh, it's out on Friday, and uh, I've listened to it, and it's it's very good. Now, and here's why this is important. This has been a terrible year. We've had murder hornets. We've had locusts. We've had the pandemic. Kobe Bryant went down in a helicopter. Uh, global economic ruin. You don't have Water. to name everything. We know it sucked. <laughs> so here is something that reminds us of when things were normal. It We have a new ACDC album, and it sounds like an ACDC album. Yes, it sounds like a party. Every ACDC album sounds like a party. Which is exactly what we need right now. Something to remind us of the before time. That song, it's, it's a cranker, man. I love it. It is fantastic to see them back. They do want a tour, but of course, nobody can. And uh, we will be hearing more from the band eventually. Also, two, two other things that you should know. First of all, there was never any plans to make an album with Axl Rose. That was never on the table. Secondly, there's even more material left behind by Malcolm wow. in conjunction with, with Angus. So this may not be the last album. Do you see maybe, I know this is kind of off topic, but when concerts come back, are ACDC going to be one of these bands that does a holographic tour? No, they're going to do it live. They okay. Are, and Brian's ears are okay. He's at the point, you said controlled environment, he's doing okay. He has some kind of implanted, miniaturized device in his head. And okay. what ha- what happened was the liquid in his inner ear crystallized. And when that happened, it really messed up uh, his, his eardrum. And uh, there's there's no cure for that. There was a little bit of surgery, but it didn't help. But this new device that he found out from this doctor, this Dr. Ambrose, uh, has apparently sorted things out well enough for him to play live. And I'll tell you that they did play live in Amsterdam earlier this uh, fall when they shot the video for Shot in the Dark. What they did was they set everything up, you know, full lights, full PA, and went for it just to see if Brian could do it, and he could it's incredible. These guys are in their 70s, and you, you listen to how they perform, uh, how Brian sings. <laughs> it's something that most people couldn't sustain for minutes, let alone decades. I, I, the fact that it was his ears and not his voice that went is remarkable. Yeah, isn't it? It's just wild. And he had no trouble hearing me over the Zoom call. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he wasn't speaking like somebody with a hearing problem would. He sounded fine. It sounded like Brian's great. He wasn't speaking like my parents do. They're they're probably about the same age. <laughs> what? Holy, what's this button do? Right on. Well, we look forward to it. It's always a delight to speak to you, Alan Cross. Six o'clock tonight, we'll all be tuning in to hear Power Up, the world album premiere. Masters Weekend. It's Taz and Jim. Jim, how are you feeling on this fine morning? Absolutely lovely. Uh, really looking forward to the rest of the day. Is that, is that your master's voice? <laughs> kind of like a quiet baseball announcer. Uh, yeah. Hi. Let's uh, watch the golf. We are joined by Alan McLean, former Canadian tour winner and world-class ball striker. Let's talk some golf. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, gentlemen. 
Uh, Masters weekend. This is exciting. Yeah, Masters in uh, November. And, you know, the weather was uh, playing its part leading up to it, but it feels like it's almost a spring. Looking forward to a, a season of golf ahead, but it's not. It's, uh, it's November and uh, winter ahead, but I think the excitement and uh, everything around the Masters is uh, alive and well. Have you played Augusta National before? No, I haven't. I think uh, I think there's uh, you know a limited number of members that uh, get to play uh, Augusta on a, a limited basis every year. And as a golfer, uh, you have to earn your way into the event. It's generally just the top 50 in the world and tournament winners and maybe a few exemptions like top five from the British Open or the U.S. Open or the U.S. PGA, those guys get invited into the Masters. Wow, you need to become better friends with Bill Gates. I think he's a member. I think so. I think so. You know, <laughs> uh, um, it's the who's who, the, the top uh, are the members there. Last year, the comeback, the rejuvenation of Tiger Woods' career with that Masters win, it was an incredible thing to see. Do you think Tiger has it in him to possibly win this weekend? I do. I, I think, uh, you know, you listen to all the commentary on, on, on what it takes to win at Augusta, and it's, uh, they call it a second-shot golf course. So, uh, you know, it's, it's the shot from the fairways or the rough into the greens because the greens are so undulating. They have little different areas on the greens. Uh, it's the person that's uh, very accurate with the irons that can take advantage of, of heading it into the quadrant uh, that does well at Augusta. So, it's a well-known fact that Tigers uh, struggled off the tees in uh, the, the last few years, and uh, his iron game has always been impeccable. So, you know, yesterday, four under, bogey-free, uh, stress-free, um, and he seems to be playing well. And, uh, yeah, I definitely think he's, he's in with a shot. Paul Casey's at the top of the leaderboard with a minus seven right now. He's got a, he's got a two-stroke lead over the second-place golfer. How how big of a lead do you need to be comfortable going into Masters weekend? Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think you ever feel comfortable. You know, I think yesterday um, the weather um, added to the scores or allowed you to be aggressive. Um, you know, seven under is a fantastic round of golf. But I think the sub-air systems at Augusta National will be going uh, all day, uh, all, night, uh, all night last night and all day this morning, uh, trying to firm up those greens. And, and that's the protection of the golf course. You know, a little bit of the length of the tees helps, but uh, they'll be firming up those greens. So um, I think, you know, I think if you could have a five-shot five lead going into the weekend, you'd, you'd feel pretty good. But... They say there's a saying that, uh, uh, you know, the tournament only starts in the last nine holes on the Sunday. So, you know, uh, I don't think you ever breathe easy. Alan McLean is with us. Who is your dark horse? Who, who would you pick if you had to pick someone other than Tiger Woods for the weekend? Well, I've got to go with a fellow countryman. I, I love Louis Rostazen. Um, You know, he's got the game. He's got the length. He's got the, 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 the attitude to win there. Um, and I also like... And he's, he's I, from I, South Africa as well. Correct. 
I mean, he shot four under, so he's got a slight advantage. Obviously, I know he did well yesterday, so it's not uh, not really picking a dark dark horse, but uh, he's he's got a good history there, so I think he's he's got a nice outside chance. Did you see John Rahm's hole in one on Tuesday across the uh, the sixteenth? Uh, the water skipped it across, curved back oh, around. Yes. Oh yes, it was a it was a uh, you know it was all over the media. It's fantastic. I mean, I know that they you know. Yesterday they pan over the 16th, and you can see all the divots at the front of the water there. I know they do; they've been doing that for years, but uh, it still just goes to show you the hole in one is the perfect fluke. Anyone that says that they, you know, I got a hole in one, just know that they're lucky. Have you gotten a hole in one, Alan? I have so many I've forgotten. That's a God's honest truth. I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure uh, whether I've got. Uh, I, I'm around 20. That much I can tell you. Oh my God! Must be I love nice. you. I love you, but I hate you, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had twenty birdies in my life, and I golf yeah, I uh, twenty Jim. times a year. You guys, we, we're going to have to have a, arrange a game of golf, and if you guys can use your contacts and get us on it or, at Augusta, that'd make it better. But we should play one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll call Bill Gates after the show. I'm sure he'll take <laughs> us all out and buy us lunch. Oh, oh man! It's great that we have a, a nice distraction this weekend, Masters weekend down in Augusta. Let's check back in with you on Monday, Alan, if you're available, and we'll, we'll talk about what happened on Master Sunday, okay? Perfect. I look forward to it. Have you and uh, Sarah started picking up baby names yet? <laughs> what? Where did this tangent... I do know what she does want to name her daughter. That, that, that is something that she has brought up before. I had a feeling. Why? I just fe- I I know the stage you're in of your relationship, and I figured baby names would have been mentioned by by now. So you're sitting in bed with your uncomfortable kids in there too, and you're like, I hope Jim <laughs> yes, has I can't kids wait so we can deal with this. Me. I want you to join the uh, the wonderful world of parenting. So <laughs> rewarding. It is so rewarding, Jim. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend has a name picked out Rosie, and I I'm always like Rosie O'Donnell. And it makes her very mad. So I think I've Dude, ruined the name for her. Well, you can't. You did by saying it on the radio. You're not supposed to tell anybody. Why is that? I don't know. Ask her. Oh, Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> now you're another in trouble. superstition. I'm what sure. What time does she wake up? What time does Sarah get up? She's she might be up right now. Oh no! Sorry, buddy. I shouldn't have brought it up without giving you the guidelines. You can't. You can't announce the name of the baby before it's named. It doesn't even, it's not even a sparkle in my eye at this point. To clarify, your girlfriend is not pregnant. No! Oh my lord. I just have this feeling that it's something that could happen in the next year or so. Well, it could. Mm -hmm. We're humans. Strangest names for babies picked in the last year. This is from the Huffington Post. So babies have been have received these names at least five babies in north america have been named subaru (laughs) in the past year it's kind of a lovely name subaru like sue for short sue middle name baru (laughs) (laughs) have you guys met sue sue baru (laughs) that's a fun name prince charles is another name that at least five babies have so the full Prince Charles, all, all one word, Prince Charles. Huh. That's a that's a dirty trick. <laughs> they don't have to be a prince, you just name them prince. Check out the ears on Prince Charles. <laughs> Go with Prince Harry, at least, or Prince William. Why Prince Charles? Rambo. That is awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I'm surprised there's not more kids I know named Rambo. This is my daughter, Rambo. 
That's actually cool. Infant boy. Sorry? That's like a no-name child's name. Infant boy. It's like when you have 12, 13 kids, you run out of names. <laughs> uh, just call that one infant boy. Yeah, uh, placeholder. It stays there for six years. Attila is on the list. I know an Attila. Uh, that's an actual name. Yeah, but it, yeah, Attila the Hun. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I've ever heard that name before. No, I, yeah, I know Attila. Hmm. Lives that's... in Toronto. Good guy. Okay. MacGyver. <laughs> At least five babies have been named MacGyver. I like how Rambo and MacGyver are last names, by the way. That's not <laughs> their first names that they named them after. Yeah. Okay. John Rambo. What was MacGyver's first name? Angus. Angus. Angus MacGyver. That's a solid name. Iceland is on the list. Mm, I, do, I do like people who name their children after places they've never been. Or places where the baby was conceived. Oh, well, maybe. But we're in a global pandemic, so... It's pretty tough to get to Iceland right now. Yeah, really. Dairy is number three on the list. Like like milk product? Mm-hmm. Like the outsiders? Yeah, dairy. Hmm. Mama is number two. That's just confusing for everyone in the household. Mama. Where's mama? Which one? <laughs> Big one, small one. And at least five babies have been named Cinderella. This oh, past year. no. That is too on the nose. Uh-huh. Go with Ariel. You, you know, it's a little more subtle. We need to help Cinderella find her Prince Charles. It's Diwali this weekend, Jim. Oh, yeah. Do you know much about Diwali? Absolutely nothing, really. Me neither. Let's get Hammer Manny to join in the conversation. Manny, you there? Hey, boys. What's going on? Oh, you know, just getting ready for Diwali. Yeah, man, it's a great holiday. Great holiday. Lots of food. You guys would enjoy it. It's an Indian holiday. Would you say, like, how do you wish somebody uh, happy Diwali, or what do you say? Yeah, you just say happy Diwali. That's it. Happy Diwali. Diwali. Yeah. And what is the celebration about? So basically, it's uh, it's a Hindu uh, tradition, and it lasts five days. It starts tomorrow. It starts that usually it starts like mid November uh, every year. And basically what it is, it's, it's good over evil, lightness over darkness, knowledge over ignorance. It just, it spreads positivity and optimism throughout uh, communities and throughout people around you. I like it. I like these yeah. holidays that last more than one day, too. How many days is Diwali? Uh, typically lasts five days. Okay. And what's, uh, what do the lights have to do with it? Because it's a festival of lights, isn't it? Yeah, so the lights actually that's a symbol that's a symbol of uh the good over evil, like the lightness over darkness, that mm. aspect of it. And so you'll see uh people who do celebrate Diwali, they will light candles around their houses, even outside of their houses. And uh my mom does it all the time. So it's uh it's a really nice peaceful atmosphere as well. If you just like kind of have these lights, like these candles going, it is it's so peaceful, honestly. The aroma is is so nice, I'm not going to lie. What is your mom cooking? Oh boy, I don't even know. Uh, probably a lot of Indian sweets, which is not great because I have been doing so well not eating any bad carbs lately. Oh, come on, it's Diwali! I know, I know, <laughs> I have to give it up now, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a festival of lights, but you may not be too light after the festival. <laughs> nope, no, gonna be really heavy. Packing on a couple LBs. Well, if your mom's listening, we love her. We want to say... Uh, 
happy Diwali to your mom as well. Thank you, guys. I will tell uh, all her right. that. Yeah, and we're, we're part of us is, is saying that, hoping that we might get some leftovers. Some sweets. <laughs> I will pass it on to her, and I'm sure you guys will definitely be welcome soon. Soon yeah, enough. Yeah, a non-pandemic Diwali. We want to come celebrate with the family, Manny. Yes, of course. Taz and Jim, Friday the 13th. And this is a total bummer, man. Usually Port Dover would be packed today with people on motorcycles. Jim, this is uh, our first Friday the 13th where our show is on Y108 in Hamilton, which uh, you can easily pick up in Port Dover, right? So (laughs) They're in broadcast from there. What's that? Would have been a great time for us to head down to yeah, Dover that's ourselves. What we talked about doing the show live from Port Dover and being part of the festivities, but obviously because of the global pandemic, not able to do that. Let's let's call a convenience store in Port Dover. See what the mood's like there. Our pioneer, Jill speaking. Hi, Jill. How you doing today? Good, thank you. Happy Friday the thirteenth. Woo! <laughs> you sound excited. <laughs> it's Taz and Jim calling from Y108 Radio. Hey. Hey, we're just wondering uh, if people are following the guidelines. Have you seen many bikes rolling into town this morning? I haven't seen a single one yet. Yeah, and uh, how do you feel about that, Jill? I, uh, oh, man, is this on air, too? <laughs> it is. Yeah, okay. Normally... I fully embrace Friday the 13th. I love it. It's wonderful for the community. I volunteer when I'm not working and help raise funds for minor ball, minor hockey. The Kinsmen do a fantastic job. This year, I hope they just stay away. <laughs> Is the town pretty understanding? Because you're, you're working in a small business there. BB Family Convenience on Main Street. That's right. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love all the revenue that usually comes with the Friday the 13th. But, Absolutely. But everyone kind of gets it there. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But we, we don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Sunday was a beautiful day. There was tons of bikes out. As long as they come, I hope they practice some social distancing and wear a mask. And, you know, we'll welcome them as we always do with, with a smile and a friendly hello. And... Uh, and a ride safe and watch out for the idiots on the road, you know? Well, a lot of the bike people, they already have those masks, like with the, the half face with the cool skeleton <laughs> skull there. Yeah. You know? yeah so sh- keep it on. That's right. Keep it on. That's right. Please and thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, I f- I'm just feeling bad for you today, Jill. Why? We thought we'd give you a call and let you know we're thinking of you guys. Oh, we're, we're good down here in the port. We're always good in Dover. Beautiful sunrise this morning. The lake's right there. Life is good. Are there roadblocks or anything? Or no. did they set up uh, like this year. barriers no. to no. keep people out? No, it's November. It's no, we got to let, you know, business go as usual. Okay. Well, enjoy that beautiful view you have there at BB Family Convenience right near the water. Yeah, we do. We have a beautiful view of the lake. Yeah. And uh, Friday the 13th, there'll be another one next year. <laughs> and hopefully COVID is out gone, of here by gone, then. Gone, 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 and we can party as usual. Thanks, Jill. Have a great day. You Appreciate your time. Too, eh? My pleasure. We're getting lots of congratulations here. Jim, congratulations on the baby. 
you're, there is no baby. Yes, your your girlfriend is not pregnant. I just have a feeling that it's coming soon. Dude, the more you bring the, the people who are half listening in the shop right now or whatever, they're all going to think uh, my girlfriend's knocked up. <laughs> the rumors are going to start spreading. Uh huh. And then I just clarified. You, you're okay. Jim is not expecting a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, We were just talking about the crazy baby names that kids in North America have received in the past year. Subaru, Rambo, Infant Boy. Uh, One of the names was Prince Charles. All one word. Prince Charles. This is my son, Prince Charles. And we got a text message here. Better be named Prince Charles than Prince Albert. (laughs) You know what a Prince Albert is? Yeah, it's a piercing. It's a piercing in the urethra. Yeah. That's how you don't have a baby. Were you working here with me when... Uh, you got your piercing? When I got my... <laughs> haven't lost my keys since. <laughs> <laughs> no. When we had the guy... It was for ACDC tickets, actually. We were giving away ACDC tickets and convinced a guy to get a Prince Albert piercing oh for the tickets. And he went through with it? We had him in the chair. We were at a uh, piercing place downtown, and his pants were off. Uh, the The guy, the technician, I don't know what you call the the piercing artist, mm-hmm. had the piercing needle in his hand, and he was going to... Uh, towards the destination, the opening. Yeah. And that's when I told the guy, buddy, we're not going to make you pierce your, your ding dong for ACDC tickets. But he was ready to go. He was ready to go. And I think the concert was that night. Like how comfortable could you be? (laughs) (laughs) Even if you got free tickets, you still... He just went through a traumatic experience. Yeah, he might have to sit in the wheelchair section. A little extra <laughs> leg room. <laughs> yeah, he was willing to do it, though. And I, uh, I called it off at the very last second. I'm like, no, no, stop, stop. I'm like, 100%, I, I know you would have done it. But we're not going to make you do it. <laughs> that is wild. Like, I would rather pay the $200. Yeah. How is that easier? Get, ugh. And not pee like a... <laughs> like a snake tongue? <laughs> <laughs> like a garden sprinkler. <laughs> How does that work, I wonder, with the Prince Albert? You put another hole in there. Like, <laughs> you got to sit down. Yeah. For sure, for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid thing to do. Like, I'm sure there's benefits, like one benefit, but uh, not worth it. You think the negatives outweigh the positives on the Prince Albert piercings, Jim? Like, there couldn't be a worse (laughs) skewed operation you could ever put upon yourself. Human centipede. (laughs) You volunteered for food. You you volunteered to be middle of the pack in a human centipede. That's that's a a worse procedure. Yeah, you got to have a weird fetish for that one. But not only the guy who's getting the piercing, the guy who has to go through, who has to do the piercing. Uh That's also a punishment. We just know what he sure wants to do. Make sure everything is sanitized. <laughs> Ugh.
Well, this guy was willing to do it. We gave him ACDC tickets. He had a wonderful time. Yeah, sure. You know, imagine, imagine how great an ACDC concert would be if 12 hours earlier you thought you were going to have an extra hole in your penis. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been a great week to announce that ACDC is playing the Super Bowl halftime show this year? Would have been perfect. Yeah. New album coming out. Everyone thought the band was done, um, but they're back together. Every time we do a poll or a survey asking Taz and Jim listeners who should play the Super Bowl halftime show, ACDC overwhelmingly comes back mm-hmm. at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. They've never done it. They've never played the Super Bowl halftime show, which is crazy when you think of the pump-up music that this band has produced over the years. Yeah, it's got to be the number one locker room band of all time, right? Get you going, you know, gets the blood pumping. 100%. Well, ACDC will not be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. It was announced yesterday that it's The Weeknd. The Weeknd. The Weeknd? The Weeknd. Weirdly enough, that's how they... ACDC also spelled their new album, Purr Up. Purr Up. Vowels. So 1990s. Vowels are for losers. (laughs) Yeah, The Weeknd. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at least he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Good thing. Yeah. No, he's got some good music. That new one, Blinded by the Light, 80s throwback type song. Not oh, yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, I do. I love that one. Total 80s vibe. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a big 80s dude. You know, <laughs> it's been at least like 15 years for me watching Super Bowl with a pop star as the performer basically it feels like so i'm done being upset whether it's j-lo beyonce i don't care anymore at this point i'm not gonna get mad at at who the halftime performer is now i agree and you get to see these artists like i'm not a big weekend guy he was great in that adam sandler movie where he played himself uncut gems oh i never saw it yeah he's in that movie He plays himself, and he comes off as a bit of a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I love when people do that. Where it's like a joke on themselves. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll be in your movie. What do you want me to do? Oh, try and cheat on Adam Sandler's uh, girlfriend? Or try and cheat on, you know what I'm saying. Try to sleep with Adam Sandler's girlfriend. Anyways, Weekend is doing it, not Mm ACDC. May have been the last chance to get the boys from Down Under to do it. Yeah. Just a little cameo, it's all we need. A little one-song cameo. They could pop up, right? Like, like speaking of people who maybe not a fan of but did a good job, Bruno Mars did a good job, and the Chili Peppers popped up. That's right. ACDC could be the weekend's pop-up. <laughs> Come out of the stage, get lowered down by the on the harness. At their age, maybe we shouldn't be lowering them down on the harness like <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yeah, let's back them in on a flatbed truck. <laughs> Let's just give them all mobility scooters. Get them to the stage safely. (laughs) (laughs) Just get them there. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.